You're listening to the weekly podcast of Launch Church of Jacksonville, Florida. We pray you enjoy today's message. Hallelujah, hallelujah, Lord God. Hallelujah, we bless your name, God. Hallelujah. Glory, glory, glory to your name, God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Lord God, we thank you for this day, oh God. Hallelujah. We first and foremost, God, repent of anything that we've done, that we've said, Lord God, that is not pleasing to you, God. Anything that is out of line, out of order, Father God, that does not align to your character right now, God. We ask for repentance, oh God, in the name of Jesus. Lord God, we thank you that you have forgiven our sins, oh God, and you have cast them as far as the east is from the west, oh God. So we thank you, Lord God, for the opportunity that we have to come before you, oh God. Hallelujah. Glorifying you on this morning, oh God, not dwelling on things that we've fallen short on, oh God, oh God, areas that we've fallen short in, oh God, things that we've done wrong, Lord God. But we give you glory, honor, and praise, oh God, for allowing us to get things right, to stand boldly before you on this morning, oh God, glorifying you, God, honoring you, God, and thanking you, Lord God, for throwing and casting our sins into the sea of forgetfulness, oh God. So we thank you for it, oh God. We celebrate you on today, God. We honor you, Lord God, and we think well of you, God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, God. We thank you, Lord God, for your grace, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, for mercies, Lord God, that you make new every day, Lord God. We don't take it for granted, oh God, but we thank you, Lord God, that you've given us these, these mercies and this grace every day, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, for your love for your love that saturates our heart, God, in the name of Jesus, for your love, oh God, that allows us to do acts of kindness, God, in the name of Jesus, for your love, oh God, that allows us to do right, oh God, that allows us to align ourselves to your character. In the mighty name of Jesus, God, we just appreciate you, Lord God. We appreciate you as our God. We appreciate you and we thank you for being our father. We thank you, Lord God, for being our keeper, Lord God. And we thank you for being our helper and our comforter, oh God. In the name of Jesus, you are a good, good father. You are a loving father. You are a caring father. You are an understanding God. And we appreciate you so much, God. We appreciate you, Lord God, for being who you are in our lives, oh God. We thank you, Lord God, that when we are weak, Lord God, that you are strong, God. In the name of Jesus, God, we thank you that every opportunity where weakness presents itself in our lives, oh God, that you show yourselves mighty, you show yourself mighty in every situation, oh God, in the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. So we thank you, Lord God, for being there in our times of trouble, oh God. We thank you right now in the name of Jesus for 
being in the good, in the bad, and in the in-between, oh God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, God. Hallelujah. We just bless your name on today, God. Help us, oh God, to be not only hearers of your word, oh God, but to be doers of your word, oh God. In the name of Jesus, God, that we fulfill purpose that you've called us to. In the mighty name of Jesus, oh God, we just thank you, Lord God, for being who you are in our lives, oh God. We cast every care on you, God, because we know that you care for us, oh God. In the name of Jesus, hallelujah. We cast it all on you, oh God. We cast every care, oh God, and we leave it at your feet, oh God. We don't bring it back. We don't take it back, oh God. In the name of Jesus, oh God, hallelujah. Hallelujah, God. We thank you, Lord God. I thank you, Lord God, that you have cleansed our hearts, oh God, in the name of Jesus, that you've given us a heart of forgiveness, oh God, in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Lord God, that you've given us a heart to love on each other, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, the way that you've created us to, in the name of Jesus, God, to be resources amongst one another, God, in the name of Jesus, oh God. I thank you right now, Father God, that you've given us an attitude of gratitude. Hallelujah. 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 An attitude of gratitude. So we thank you for it all, oh God. We thank you for the good, the bad, the highs and the lows, oh God. We thank you for every lesson that you would have us to gain in every experience that we go through in the name of Jesus, God. We thank you for the nuggets as we travel along our lives, oh God, as we embrace every experience, oh God, that you set along our path, oh God. We embrace it, oh God. We don't murmur and complain, oh God, but we humble ourselves, oh God. We humble ourselves, oh God, in the name of Jesus, oh God, thanking you in advance, oh God, for what it is that you're bringing us to in the name of Jesus, God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, God. We hide our, our word, your word, oh God, in our mouths, oh God, and in our hearts, oh God. We thank you, Lord God, that you are making a way out of no way, oh God, in the name of Jesus, that you are making every crooked way straight now in the mighty name of Jesus, God. We thank you that you are ordering our steps, oh God, in the mighty name of Jesus. Whichever way you want us to go, oh God, we will follow you in Jesus' name, oh God. We thank you, Lord God, and we trust you, God. We lean into you. We rely on you. We lean on you, God, in the name of Jesus, trusting you and everything that we go through, oh God, and everything that you bring us to, God, in the name of Jesus, God. We walk by faith, oh God, and not by sight. Your word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path, oh God. So we're trusting that you are guiding us, God, in the name of Jesus. God, I thank you for giving us discernment, oh God, that you're increasing our hearing, oh God that we hear you clearly in this season, oh God, in the name of Jesus, that we don't miss where you would have us to be in this time, in this space, and in this place, oh God, in the name of Jesus. We fix our eyes on you, God, and not our situation, oh God. We fix our eyes on you, God, and not our problems, oh God. We allow you, God, to minister to our hearts, oh God. In the name of Jesus, hallelujah. So we thank you, Father God, for this series. We thank you for the press, oh God. In the name of Jesus, we thank you, Father God, for the word that has gone forth. In the name of Jesus, for the word that is delivering us. In Jesus' name, for the word that is creating change in our lives, oh God, and bringing hope to our families, oh God. In the name of Jesus, that is bringing change to our generation, oh God. In the mighty name of Jesus, we just bless you for it, oh God. And we 
thank you, Father God, for doing a new in our hearts, oh God. In the name of Jesus, we open up our hearts to you on today, God. Thanking you, Father God, for filling us with the joy, oh God, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We put on a garment of praise, oh God, in the name of Jesus. And we shut down every assignment of heaviness now in the mighty name of Jesus. But we praise your name, oh God. We glorify your name, oh today, oh God, in the name of Jesus, God. We thank you, Lord God, for this service on today, God. I thank you, God, that a wind will blow through this place in the mighty name of Jesus, God, that we grasp hold of every word that is spoken on today, God, that we allow it to penetrate every area of our lives, oh God, in Jesus' name, oh God, that we allow marriages to flourish in the name of Jesus, that witty inventions and ideas, oh God, are birthed out of the word that you have for us in Jesus' name. So we bless your name, oh God, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. God, we say have your way on today, God. In Jesus' name, have your way on today, God. Hallelujah. No matter what it looks like, on today, God, no matter what it looks like in any area of our lives, oh God, whether it's our finances, oh God, in the name of Jesus, whether it's our family, oh God, we trust you, God. We trust you, God, that you are giving us what we need to be the change maker in our families, oh God, in the name of Jesus, God. So we honor you today, God. Hallelujah. We bless your name on today, God. Hallelujah. Have your way, God, in this place, God. Touch the speakers on today, God. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name, I decree and declare the finisher's anointing over our lives. In Jesus' holy, precious, mighty name, I decree and declare that we are victorious in the mighty name of Jesus. No weapon formed against us shall prosper. No weapon fixed, no weapon fashioned, no weapon that tries to, that tries to come for us in the name of Jesus. It will not, it will not be released. It will not penetrate us. So we glorify your name, God, and we honor you. We thank you for what you're doing in this setting now. We thank you for it right now. In Jesus' name we pray. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. Amen. Good morning, fam. So good to see you all. Good morning, good morning. We are a man down on this morning. <laughs> Lauren is not here with us, so Joshua and I are running the show. So bear with us as we get everything together. Amen, amen. Hope all of you all are doing well on today. Good morning, Prophetess Sharon. Good morning, Sister Monet. Good morning, Cassandra. It's so good to see you all on this morning. Good morning, Brother Nate. Hello there. Good morning, Ooh. everyone. How y'all doing? Praise God. Happy to be here. I am myself. I feel good. I look good. And uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, God is good in Jesus' name. So glad that y'all are in the place, in the building. Praise God. 
I want to thank first and foremost everybody for the birthday wishes. Uh, it's been a great, great birthday. And my birthday was Friday. It was absolutely awesome. Well, it started Friday. It didn't end to the 31st. I mean, make that, yeah, it doesn't end to the 31st. So praise God. I will be celebrating for the rest of the month. Um, you know, I don't know what I'm gonna do. So pray, pray for Vonda in Jesus name, please y'all pray for her. She'll be all right. God has anointed her for this (laughs) in this season and in this time. So look at Monet sent you. Oh, thank you, Monet. Appreciate that. I didn't even know you could do that kind of stuff. Either you have to teach me that. So yeah, so uh yeah. Anna's birthday is when? Felicia say Feliciana's birthday is I'm waiting for the date, but yeah, let us know. Happy birthday, Feliciana. As well. The 17th. The 17th. So it's coming up. All right. So we got to celebrate. You know, if you like me, I celebrate for the entire month. Uh, praise God. I take gifts for the entire month, popcorn for the entire month. Praise God. If you want to bless me with some popcorn, I love you for life uh, for the entire month. Um, I'm trying to sneak an extra day, uh, November 1st. In. I haven't done it yet, but I believe all things are possible through Christ that strengthens me. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 Uh, pray for Vonda. I've told Vonda several times she's had 12 days to prepare for the next 22. So <laughs> I'm expecting something special every single day. Amen. Yes, I am that person. I am that guy that wants to that wants to celebrate his birthday for the entire month. Uh, don't get mad. Just join in. OK, praise God. When your birthday come, we can celebrate you for the entire month as well. OK, hallelujah. I'm excited to be in the place. I'm excited to be feeling like me. I lost my pastor's voice. I'm not excited about that, but amen, you know, God is going to bless me with it one of these days, and I just want to be able to talk like this without making a face on my face and just be real deep and and holy. I just feel like the deeper it is, the more holy it is in Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, (laughs) amen. Amen. Just y'all, I'm, I'm on, I'm on 100 right now. I'm all the way turned is I like to celebrate. And if you don't celebrate your birthdays, you really do. You really should begin to celebrate your birthday. It is a great day. I'm, I'm getting into celebrating the day every single month. So every day on the 13th, you know, I like to celebrate that. I learned that from uh, uh, my a pastor that I used to be underneath. And um, it just, it, it, it was a blessing just to say, thank you, God, for letting me see the 13th. But hey, man, we got uh, some good stuff to get into today. And praise God, we are going to get into it. Hallelujah. I feel a release to go ahead and give you this third part so we can move on to the next series. Amen. And uh, and what God is teaching. Hmm? Yes. So let's, let's, op- let's open up our Bibles to John chapter 4. Praise God. We're going to look at verse 24. And while we're getting there, let's pray. Heavenly Father, I just thank you for these, your people that are online, Lord God. I'm super excited on this Sunday to be in this place, Lord God, to be here, to see the things that you have put in place, the people you have given, Lord God, to this ministry, Lord God, that have shown themselves faithful. And they are also coming in with the heart to work, Lord God, and to do some great things, to put things in place. Lord, I don't take that for granted. Those are prayers answered in Jesus' name. Lord God, Felisa is a prayer answered. Cassandra is a prayer answered. Regina and Nate is a prayer answered. Lord God, Monet is a prayer answered. Even Feliciana, whose birth 
birthday is on the 17th, Lord God, is a prayer answered. So, Father, I thank you, Lord God, for these prayer answers, answered, Lord Dad, that you sent, Father God, and that you didn't think it, you know, you counted us faithful enough to send people that would be faithful, Father God, in Jesus' name. Father, we love you. We appreciate you for that. Jesus, we also thank you for your sacrifice and being the best big brother ever. We give you glory. We give you honor. And we we magnify you. Thank you for pulling us up and making us joint heirs to the throne. Oh, that is a beautiful thing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I thank you for that. And Holy Spirit, say what you need to say. Do what you need to do. Move how you need to move. Open up the mysteries of the word of God unto us, and we will apply it to our lives without debate. In Jesus' name we pray. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 You know, I noticed that when I pray, I can preach the message. When you pray, God send me way over here. You know what I'm saying? So maybe I should start praying from now on. You, you, are you trying to sabotage me? No. Oh, okay. I just want to make sure. Amen. <laughs> Praise God. John chapter four, looking at verse 24. If you got your Bibles there, praise God. Go ahead and say amen. Hallelujah. And uh, uh, Vaughn, do you want to go ahead and read it for us? It says, God is a spirit and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Oh, I want him to read it one more time. God is a spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. So when we first started this series, we realized that we we, we jumped on number one, that God is spirit. He is omnipresent, omnipotent, omnipotent, and he is omniscient, meaning he is everywhere, he is all-knowing, and he is all-powerful. That is the short, abbreviated version. It's much deeper than that, but is the short, abbreviated version is he is all-knowing, he is everywhere, and he is all-powerful. So God is spirit. So God is, when we read this verse, God is all-knowing, all-powerful, and he is everywhere at every single time, in every single moment, and every single time. He's at the beginning, he's at the end, and he's everywhere in between. And they that worship him. Now, that word worship him, or it's worship, must worship him, what, in spirit and in truth. But that word worship there means that they that are obedient to him to do what he says do. Remember, we, we define that worship is not, is not when you lift your hands and you close your eyes and you cry and you speak in tongues and you sing a song. That is not worship. That is a, a a a a what's the word I'm looking for, Vonda? That is a what? Religious or no, no, it's not religious. No, it's it is a a, a a it is attached to worship for for lack of a better term. It is attached to worship, but that's not what worship is. That's why Jesus said in Matthew, "Your lips are are, are you give me great lip service, but your heart is so far away from me." So what Jesus was saying is no sense to sit here and say, you know, I love God and don't judge nobody as well by the way they worship. That doesn't mean they love God because <laughs> true worship is defined by when God comes to you and says, hey, I want you to drink some more water. Do you do that? True worship is defined by, hey, I want you to go through your movie collection and throw out some of those movies that don't represent me in the right way. Do you do it? True worship is defined by, hey, this particular relationship, I don't approve of it. I want you to get rid of it. Do you do what God tells you to do, or do you do what your flesh tells you to do? Now, Paul tells us, Paul tells us in, in, in uh, Ephesians that there's a war between the spirit and the flesh. But when my spirit starts to take over, when my spirit starts to take over, praise God, 
I mean, I'm allowing God to lead and guide my life. And that is when true worship is, is seen. So true worship is not what you do here in church. Anybody can be saved around believers. <laughs> Let me say that again. Anybody can be saved around believers. It's easy to be saved around believers. But what do you do when the believers are not there? And when you understand what it means when God is spirit, you understand that even though a believer is not there, God is always there. Every moment, every second, every minute, every millisecond, God is there. Right now, right now, right now, God is right where you're at. And right now, God is right where I'm at. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> right now. So when we say that we are worshiping God, God sees us right now, right where we're at. And when he tells us to do it, praise God, whether or not we do it really shows him if we really are worshipers of him. Now, we went to Genesis and we talked about Abraham or Abram at the time. God came to make covenant with Abram and he said, Abram, I need you to cut a goat, a goat in half, cut a heifer in half, cut a sheep in half, cut a turtle dove in half, and cut some pigeons in half for me as this sacrifice. And a, the Bible says Abraham did the goat, he did the sheep, he did the heifer, but the turtle doves and the pigeons, the small things, he decided not to do. And because of that, the Bible says a dark sleep fell upon Abraham and God told him, because of your disobedience, Oh, my goodness. Because of your disobedience, your people will be in slavery for 400 years. And it wasn't the disobedience in the big thing. And I love that. Like, I love the fact that God is like that. Like, it's the little things. I, I was listening to a, a sermon by a gentleman. Um, uh, I think it was Wednesday, I believe it was. Either Wednesday or Thursday. It might have been Thursday. It was one of those days. It was last week. And um, he was talking about how we blame God for not for not coming through on our behalf. Like we blame God for the way our lives look right now. And or we say it's the enemy attacking us. And he was like, but in reality. It's neither of the two. It's the fact that we have not obeyed what he told us to do. Like when we truly understand the importance of obedience, it wouldn't take us so long to do what we're supposed to do. We don't have to wait for the, 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 the earth to open and the, 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 the heavens to split to do what God tells us to do. When we truly understand the importance of obedience. See, Abraham didn't understand in Genesis. That's why he said, it's okay, I cut the heifer, I cut the goat, I cut the sheep, but I, I'm not going to cut the turtle doves and the pigeons because they, so, they're so small anyway, so it really won't make a difference to cut that in half. And it caused his people 400 years of slavery. And the next time we hear God giving Abraham instructions, I told you, is when he told Abraham, go sacrifice your only son. The Bible didn't say Abraham waited. It didn't say that he discussed it. It didn't say he went back and forth with God. He said immediately the next morning, early in the morning, Abraham got up and he went to go do what God told him to do. Well, why did Abraham do that? Because he learned from the previous mistake. 
that if I don't do what God tells me to do, I'm really not worshiping him. I'm really not dedicated to him. I'm really not a servant of him. And in addition to that, I can add things of trouble to my life because what I'm doing, and I can't blame it on God. I can't blame it on the devil. I only can blame it on me. So God, forgive me and let me do what you tell me to do and let me do it quickly. Let me do it quickly in Jesus name. Now, let me not, let me not, let me keep going because I get stuck there because I see a lot of Christians all the time that well, well, I'll ask them a question. Have you done all that God has told you to do? Right. Have you done everything that God has told you to do? And the, 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 the response that we normally get back is, well, not, not all the way is one part I didn't want to do. Or I didn't know it was God, but you know, it's God because it's telling you to do something that you would not normally do. <laughs> and that's how you know it's God. And I can't tell you how many sessions we sit in throughout the week or, or when we travel, praise God, when we hear people say, I, you know, I didn't do everything. I want to do it, but, you know, I don't know how they're going to respond how this person is going to respond to me coming to, or they block me on social media. So is how can I do it? And, and, and the truth be told, when we really want to do something, we'll make it happen. But when we don't want to do something, we'll find every single excuse in the book, praise yes. God, to stop us from doing what, what we know God has called us to do. Well, you know, they blocked me on Facebook and you act like that's the only way you can get to them. <laughs> I just don't know what else to do. I've done everything. Have you? Have you? That is the question. So God says, I'm a spirit. I'm everywhere. I know all things and I'm all powerful. And they that worship me or they that say that they're going to worship me in this way must worship me in spirit and in truth. Now, God says, you're going to worship me in spirit, which means I'm worshiping him from a all-knowing position. Let's talk about it. I'm worshiping him from a all-knowing, all-powerful, and a everywhere at every time position. Now you say, how? I'm, I'm me. I'm in my flesh. I can't be everywhere at every time. I can't know this. I can't do that. Well, wait a minute. Something lives on the inside of you. Matter of fact, let's just go there. Here go Holy Spirit again. Here go Holy Spirit. I tell you, just taking over my message. Who do you think you are? Let's go. Let's go to Luke chapter. I believe it's chapter 12. Hallelujah. Luke chapter 12. Praise God. Hallelujah. Let me make sure if it's not 12, then it's uh. It's uh, 16. Let me make sure. Let me let me make sure I get this and follow Holy Spirit all the way. Um, hallelujah. Excuse me. It's not Luke. It's it's uh, well, it is in Luke, too. But let's go to John 14, John 14. But it is in Luke as well. John 14. And we're going to look at. Uh, verse 15. You want to read it, Bonnet? You want me to read it? It says, if ye love me. If you what? If ye love me. If you love me, do what? Keep my commandments. Keep my commandments. Now, I want to be clear here. This is not talking about the Ten Commandments here. I know some of y'all are like, huh? 
What? The Ten Commandments were no longer relevant at this time. Jesus told us what the two important commandments are. He said, number one, love the Lord your God with all your heart, your mind, and your soul. And then he said, number two is just like it, love your neighbor as you love yourself. If you accomplish these two things, you have, you have accomplished all the rest. Say that one more time. When you accomplish these two things, you, which is loving God with all your heart, soul, and mind, and loving your neighbor the way you love yourself, you have accomplished the rest. See, a lot of us, we, we, we are so busy on the old school in the, the law trying to do not murder, do not put no God before thee, do not do this, do not do that. And the Bible says, well, Jesus himself said that if you just love God with all of your heart, your soul, and your mind, you're not going to do all those things. And if you love your neighbor like you love yourself, the things that are not the, the commandments that were written towards God, you won't do those in the commandments that were written towards people like thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not murder, thou shalt not lie. Those you won't commit those either, either. So if you love me, Vonda, Jesus is saying here, keep my commandments. Verse 16, what did he say? And I will pray the father. And I will pray the father, what? And he shall give you another comforter. What would that comforter do? That he may abide with you forever. What? And what do they call what do they call that comforter? Verse 17. Even the spirit of truth. What? Whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him. But ye know him, for he for he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. So look at this right now. Oh, I know that's good. Made you shake, didn't it? Let me shake with you. <laughs> Hallelujah. So look what Jesus says. If you love me. Which means this is conditional. Let's talk about it. Let's be real. Let's be real. Because a lot of people just say, oh, Holy Spirit is with me. Holy Spirit with me. And in order for Holy Spirit to be with you, let's look at this thing for what it says, Bible uh, church. It says this, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. So when you love God and you are keeping his commandments, you're doing what he tells you to do. You have a spirit of worship, praise God. You are loving your neighbor like you love yourself. You are not leaving people out there destitute because you wouldn't leave yourself out there destitute. You ain't cussing people out because you wouldn't cuss yourself out. You ain't, you ain't manipulating and playing with people's hearts because you wouldn't play with your heart. You wouldn't do these things because you wouldn't do it to yourself. And Bible says, or Jesus says right here that, once you got that down pat, then I will pray. Ooh, that's a lie. I will pray to the Father. He will give you another comforter that he may abide with you forever. And this comforter is called what? The Spirit of Truth. Now, Holy Spirit has a lot more other names as well, but this is the first name that Jesus says we should call him. Holy Spirit's name is the spirit of truth. Now, wait a minute. If we go back to John chapter four, put, put your finger there. Well, I'll go, you, you stay there. I'm gonna go back to four. And, and, and oh man, I'm getting excited. I'm gonna go back to four and I'm gonna read what again, what it says. Now, wait a minute. It says, God is spirit and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Now, wait a minute. Now, let's go back to 15. Now, what does it say right here in verse 15? That uh, uh, that God will send you what? And his name will be called what? Oh, that's not 15. What is it, 16? It says, and I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter, that ye may abide with you forever, even the spirit of truth. 
And the comforter's name is the spirit of truth. So if I'm worshiping him, and I, and I have to worship him in spirit and truth. And God said, or Jesus said, I'm giving you a comforter that will be called the spirit of truth. That means I am able now to know everything. I'm able to be everywhere. I'm able to have power because I'm operating underneath the comforter that Jesus left me. Now, wait a minute now. Wait a minute. Don't get excited. Stop jumping in your chairs and all this stuff, because in order for the spirit of truth, who is the comforter to operate, I first have to love Jesus. I have to love God and I have to keep his commandments. Ooh. Oh, man, you know why you don't see you know why you feel powerless? You know why you don't have all the knowledge? It's because you have not been keeping God's commandments. You haven't been doing what he tells you to do. Can I show you this? God, I hear you, Holy Spirit. I hear you, Holy Spirit. Oh, man. Oh, man. Hallelujah. Y'all, I'm giving you guys are getting the message on the spot. Hallelujah. Because Holy Spirit is just is just running, uh, is just running in my mind. Hallelujah. Oh man, hallelujah. Hallelujah, Lord God. I hear you, Father. Hallelujah. Go to John chapter 8. <laughs> John chapter 8, y'all become a little kid in his word. John chapter eight, praise God. And Jesus, you took over the thing. I want to talk about this stuff over here, but I'm going to follow you. John chapter eight, verse 56. Praise God. Hallelujah. Let's start. Actually, let's start at verse. Uh, let's start at verse 51. Vonda, read verse 51. And then I want you to read down to verse 56. It says, verily, verily, I say unto you, if a man keep me saying, he shall never see death. Then said the Jews unto him, now we know that thou hast a devil. Abraham is dead and the prophets and thou sayest, if a man keep me saying, he shall never taste of death. Keep my saying, sorry. He shall never take the taste of death. Okay. Um, art thou greater than our father? Now, these are the Pharisees talking back to Jesus. Right. Jesus, they, they, they got mad. Jesus said, barely I save you. If you can, if you keep my sayings or sayings in this word, in this, in this verse, meaning commandments, if you keep my commandments, then you shall never taste of death. And now the, the, the Sadducees and the Pharisees are upset uh, at, at, at what Jesus just said. And they're saying they're responding to them by saying this. Abraham is dead. He kept your commandments and the prophets are dead and they kept your commandments. If a man keep keep your sayings, they shall never die. Are thou, then they ask Jesus this question. Are thou greater than our father Abraham, which is dead, and the prophets who are dead, and who maketh them thou, maketh thou thyself? And Jesus answered. Read what Jesus answered, Vonda. If I honor myself, my honor is nothing. Oh my, keep going. It is my father that honoreth me, mm. of whom ye say, of whom ye say, that he is your God, yet ye have not known him, but I know him. And if I should say, I know not, I know him not, I shall be a liar like unto him. 
unto you. I know him and keep and keep his saying. Read this very slow. Your father Abraham rejoiced to see my day, and he saw it and was glad. Now, wait a minute now. Wait a minute, Cassandra. I need you guys to hear what just, just happened now. Jesus said right here in verse 56, after the Pharisees just asked him, Hey, are you saying that if we keep if your commandments, you don't taste this? Or are you greater than Abraham? Are you greater than all the prophets, Isaiah, Jeremiah, Zephaniah, Ezekiel? Are you greater than all these people? And, and Jesus responds to them and said, it's not me, but it's my father. Right. And watch what he says. And he says, even your father, who you call Abraham, your father, rejoiced to see the day he saw me and was glad. And they, and they threw a conniption at them. What, 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 you mean to tell me you was alive when Abraham was alive and he saw you? No, that's not what Jesus is saying. But let's go to Genesis chapter 22. Hold your finger there, but let's go to Genesis chapter 22. Y'all, I'm giving y'all revelation today. Oh, my gosh. Genesis chapter 22. I want y'all to see this. Thank you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This is when God told Abraham to get up and go sacrifice Isaiah. Uh, Isaac, excuse me, his son, right? And the Bible says I, uh, Abraham got up early in the morning and he went to go sacrifice his son, right? And look at verse six. And Abraham took wood of the burnt offering and laid it upon Isaac, his son. And he took the fire in his hand and the knife and went both of them together. And Isaac spoke to his daddy, Abraham, and said, my father, here I am, my son, Abraham responded. He said, behold the fire, I behold the wood, but where is the lamb for a burnt offering? Listen closely, everybody. And Abraham said, my son, God will provide himself a lamb. Oh, y'all got to get this. Y'all got to see this. God will provide himself a lamb. But what is that? That is because Abraham got up and obeyed God because he, he loved him. He kept his commandment. God gave him a glimpse into the future. And Abraham's response was, God himself will provide a lamb. Oh, God, y'all got to see this. And now here's Jesus back here in John saying that when Abraham sought me, when did Abraham see Jesus? Well, he decided to obey Jesus, a God, in the hardest circumstance ever. Go kill your only son. But Abraham decided to obey anyway. Because he decided to obey, God gave him a glimpse into the future. And, and Jesus says here in John that Abraham was glad to see me. And when he saw me, he got excited. Well, when did he see me? God himself will provide a lamb. <laughs> oh, man, I used to have a friend in Miami, Vonda. Well, he wasn't my friend. He was my parents' friend. And every time he would come to the house, I used to hate it, right? I used to hate it because he just loved Jesus. I was like, how do you love Jesus so much like this? It just, And he used to do this thing. He used to go, man, Jesus is so good. God is so good. He is awesome. 
I mean, everything was, ooh. And I, I used to wonder, why is he responding like this? And now that I got revelation, hallelujah, I have to respond the same way. So what am I saying in all of this? If you keep his commandments, according to John, if you keep his commandments, you love him. And Jesus will now pray that Holy Spirit, who is the spirit of truth, will come upon you and comfort you. Well, what is that comfort? When he gives you a glimpse into the future. Oh my God. And, and for some reason now you got the cheat codes. I can close my Bible and end service right here. You can you got the cheat codes now for some strange reason. And you are able to make moves and people are like, how do you know this? How did you know to invest in this? How did you know to buy this? How did you know to get in this industry? How did you know to do it this way? And people just start giving you money and sowing it to your ministry and start blessing you. And they're like, How is this person so blessed like this? Because when you decide to obey God and keep his commandments that is true worship and when god smells true worship he opens the heavens he pulls back the, the blinders on your eyes so you can see in the spiritual realm and it happens like this some of you guys get dreams right and this is what the world tries to do let me calm down so my mic don't go out i want y'all to hear what i'm saying clear oh i'm so excited pull it down <laughs> okay hold it down just hold it down okay Oh, God, y'all, y'all don't even understand. This is so good to me. See, some of y'all, y'all get dreams, right? Uh -huh. Y'all get dreams, praise God. And, and what happens is you have that dream and you see yourself in a position, praise God. You see yourself, like I told y'all last week, I saw the people at the round table that we had here a couple weeks ago. Uh, and, and I saw y'all in, in positions in the city and we were making decisions on the direction of the city. Well, what happens is when you begin to obey God, church, hallelujah. When you begin to obey God, Cassandra, when you begin to obey God, Anja, when you begin to obey Obey God, Prophet is sharing. When you begin to obey God, Christopher and Malika. When you begin to obey God, Felisa. When you begin to obey God, Regina and Nate. When you begin to obey God, hallelujah, Shayshaw. What happens is God shows you something in your dreams. Oh my God, I wish I had a napkin to wipe this stuff off. And, and you start making moves ahead of time. And like, how did I know this? See, the world has taken it. And they say, let me name it this. They say, I name it deja vu. Come on. Yes, you're right. Come on. <laughs> that's what the world said. Because the world can't comprehend God. So they try to put, oh, that's just deja vu. So you will write it off. And then they try to make deja vu witchcraft. But what, what, what was really happening is God shows you something in your dream. Oh, God, he showed you something in your dream because you fell, you found yourself in a place where you were loving him and keeping his commandments. And God gave you a piece of advice through the comforter called Holy Spirit. And what the enemy wants to do is say, oh, that's just, that's just deja vu, that's witchcraft. But so that you would write it off. But in reality, what it is, because finally you get there in that life or in that moment. And you say this, I've seen this moment before. I've been here before. And what that is, is God showing you you're on the right track. Yeah. If you just pay attention a little closer, but see, the enemy wants to deceive you. The world wants to deceive you and say, no, that's just deja vu. They want Beyonce to sing a song about it. So now you can look at it and say, oh, that's witchcraft. But what God is trying to do is say, hey, you're doing something right. Stay right here in this zone. Mm 
It's not witchcraft. I'm showing you, hallelujah, the future, praise God. And if you keep staying right here in this moment, hallelujah, keep doing what you're doing. Keep loving me. Keep obeying my commandments. Keep doing what I tell you to do. You'll, you'll see that this future or this road leads you to the future that I have for you. God. Abraham said, my God, to his son, Isaac, look here, God himself Come on. will send a lamb. And Jesus come back here and tells us, when Abraham saw me, he rejoiced and shouted. That's why it was easy for Abraham to obey. Because he knew, praise God, what God was doing. And he said, I know God, even if I have to kill my son, I know God is going to raise him from the dead. And because of Abraham's obedience, God pulled back the, the natural eyes and allowed him to see in the spirit realm. And his spirit connected to God's spirit. And it made Abraham able to be everywhere at the same time. It made Abraham all-knowing, praise God. Oh, it gave Abraham all power. Why? Because he was no longer functioning as Abraham. He was functioning as the spirit of, of, of God inside of him. Some of you all, you got y'all on the other line. I, I can see y'all. I can see y'all like, oh my gosh, it's clicking. Wow, I've lived that. I've seen those moments. I've had those moments. I see it right like, oh my God, I, I've had a deja vu moment. It wasn't deja vu. It was God giving me a glimpse into my future, praise God. And because he gave me a glimpse into my future, I need to stay on this right road because it's leading me in the right direction. And all that was is you kept his commandments and the spirit of truth came upon you. Now, I want you to think about this. I'm sorry, I've been just talking. Do you have something to add? Okay. I want you to think about this. What if we consistently on an everyday basis did what God told us to do? Oh, see, what happens is when we don't do what God tells us to do, it, it brings a blockage. Have you ever been in a, in a season where you feel like God isn't talking to you? God, why aren't you saying nothing to me? God, what, what, can you, I need a word. God, can you move on my behalf? Have you ever been in one of those seasons? Oh, I'm preaching real good. Hallelujah. Well, it's not that God isn't speaking. Listen to me. God is always speaking. Go to Romans chapter 10. I hear your Holy Spirit. Oh, <laughs> Romans 10. Hallelujah. Romans 10, praise God. Praise God. I hear your Holy Spirit. Look at verse 17. Read it for me, uh, Bonner, please. Read it for me. Romans 10, 17. So then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Let's read it one more time. So then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Now, a lot of people take this verse out of context. And we say that in order to hear God and build your faith, you got to be in this word, this Bible. But when you look up that word, word, W-O-R-D, that word where it says faith cometh by the word of God. That word in the, in the Greek actually means rhema, which is God's spoken yeah. word. So God is always speaking. 
But the reason your faith isn't building is because you're not hearing. And it says here, faith cometh by hearing. You got to hear God speak. And it's I-N-G, meaning that God is always speaking. And it cometh by hearing and hearing by the spoken word of God. So there is never a time where God is not speaking. Y'all ought to be taking notes. Y'all ought to be taking your finger. If you don't have a highlighter, wet your finger and dab the page. Whatever you need to do. I mean, just rip it out and, and just fold it and put it in your pocket. Paste it on your wall. Just paste the whole Bible on your, on your mirror. I mean, whatever you got to do, because this is so good. The Bible says, faith cometh by hearing, I-N-G. Meaning someone is always speaking because it's telling me I need to always be listening. <sighs> and hearing by the spoken word of God. So whenever I'm feeling a blockage and stuff isn't working, praise God, it's not that, it's not that God isn't speaking. He's always speaking. A blockage is, the blockage, the blockage is when I am not doing what I'm supposed to be doing, or if I have not done what he has told me to do, I create a blockage in the line between me and him. Hallelujah. That's why God gave you, or Jesus left the fivefold ministry. See, that, that, that's, the, that's the importance of, I'm everywhere right now. Oh my God. But I, I, Hallelujah. That's why Jesus left the fivefold ministry. Because sometimes you get in your own way and you need somebody to come in like a prophet or a prophetess or an apostle, an evangelist, a pastor or a teacher to come in and help you get past your blockage. Now, see, I played baseball and we call blockages slumps. Right. We'll get in hitting slumps where it's like, man, I'm a great hitter. But for some reason, something's not right. My mechanics aren't right. And I'm missing and I'm, I'm striking out or I'm hitting ground balls. I'm not getting base hits. And what the coach does, the coach says, hey, Joshua, I want you to go over here with the hitting coach and I want you to work on your mechanics. See, the world has it in certain things. Hallelujah. The Bible says he'll give you he'll let the foolish confound the wise. Hallelujah. And what happens is I now go to the mechanic coach and I work on my mechanics or my elbows right hallelujah am I making the proper extension with my arms hallelujah am I, am I keeping my head down and watching the ball come all the way in and make contact with the bat am I following around and straight level cut with the baseball bat it's mechanics but I didn't get it till I went to the coach to get me out of that slump. That's why the five-fold ministry is so important. So to all those pastors out there that say, oh, there are no more apostles, there are no more prophets, there are only pastors and teachers. But my Bible says in Ephesians chapter four, verse 11, that Jesus gave us these five gifts until he returns. So there are apostles, there are prophets, there are pastors, there are evangelists, and there are teachers. But why are they given to us? So that when we find ourselves in a blockage of a moment, they help us get our mechanics right. The first thing I always ask anybody that does a counseling session with me, are you doing or have you done what God told you to do? Because when you do what God tells you to do, he opens up the spirit realm. He pulls back your fleshly eyes. Come on, some of y'all have had dreams. Y'all have seen yourself on stages. Y'all don't seen yourself teaching the different people, traveling around the world. You don't seen yourself, praise God, running multi-million dollar businesses. That is not by coincidence. Hmm. 
That's not by chance or by accident. We know that from Romans chapter 8 because we know all things work together. So it can't be a coincidence if all things are working together. Oh, my God. I, I feel like getting up and running because somebody's getting breakthrough today. Hallelujah. God wants to give you glimpses in the, into the future and cheat codes through the vehicle of Holy Spirit. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Where's that verse? Hallelujah. I hear you, Holy Spirit. Boy, my, my ears are itching right now because God is speaking. You have an unction. I, I, I forget where we're at. Uh, unction. Unction of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. 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 Praise God. Where is the verse located at? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. First John chapter two. Oh, glory to God. I hear you, God. You bringing all this stuff back. First John chapter two. And looking at verse 20. Glory to God. Go there really quickly. Hallelujah. First John chapter two, verse 20. You want to read it? Or you want me to read it? But ye have an unction from the Holy One. You have what? Ye have an unction from the Holy One. You have what? An unction from the Holy One. And what happens with that unction? And ye know all things. Now that word unction means an anointing that has been smeared on you. Let, let me read it out the Amplified. Can I read it out the Amplified? It says this. But you have been anointed. You hold a sacred appointment from, you have been given an unction from the Holy One. You know the truth or you know all things. Here it is again. This Holy One or the Comforter, who the first name that was given to him is called the Spirit of Truth, says when I come in the inside of you, you become all-powerful, you become all-knowing, and you become everywhere at all times. Why? Because now your spirit is connected to Holy Spirit. And he says this, that smearing that happens on you from him gives you an anointing and it shows you all things. I like one version because it says, and you will know things to come. <laughs> You will know things to come. In other words, God will give you the cheat code when you love him the way you're supposed to love him. And how do I love him? By keeping his commandments. And that love there means worship. I am worshiping. Yeah, I'm glad you've given me this now because if I would have had it later, I probably would have went to, and the Lord said, and then wipe it off my forehead. <laughs> Praise God. I can only worship God in spirit and truth if Holy Spirit is around. Now, let me tell you this. God didn't say, or Jesus didn't say worship him in spirit and truth because they were worshiping, people weren't worshiping. They were worshiping. They just weren't worshiping God in spirit and truth. They were worshiping God in desire and want. They were worshiping God in lack. They're worshiping God out of need. And Jesus said, if you want me, hallelujah, God, if you want God to show up in your life and work the way he's supposed to work in your life, you can't worship him in lack, 
and depression and stressed out, anxiety. You can't worship him in that. And that's, if, if, if truth be told, that's how a lot of us worship him because we come to God when we're in need. We could, you got something to say? Say it, it's on you. Hold the mic right here. Just playing, go ahead. <laughs> it's like we forget his face. Like we don't know who he is to us. We don't know that he is the creator of all things. Like he created us. He knew before what we were going to face. He knew all of this before he created us. But it's like, I, I thought about what you said about Abraham. He had to have um, silenced his emotions to be able to remember who his father is, to trust, to truly trust who he is and to know that he didn't know what the outcome was going to be other than that God was going to provide and redeem. So imagine how much more we could accomplish if we push past our emotions and know that we know that we know because he is our father. He is sent because he loves us. Amen. That's so good. And when we know that, it changes our worship. It changes how we are. Maybe, and 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 y'all, I'm doing a study on this myself. Um, I, I got the original Greek Bible, and there's a particular verse uh, about asking that it just blew my mind. Asking you shall receive, right? But there's a couple scriptures that were not added into that that verse, and I'm I'm learning this as I'm studying and 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 looking into this that some of the your mic wasn't on. I turned it off when I went to the bathroom. Oh, okay, okay. We'll turn it back on. I'll you want to? You want to read? Yeah, repeat. repeat what she said. What you said, and um, and keep your mic on. Hallelujah. I'm sorry. I was trying to send that message to. Oh, uh, it was you, Nate, that said you couldn't hear me. I'm sorry. What I was talking about was about Abraham, who, um, at the time when he was going to sacrifice his son, he had to have deadened down and silenced his emotions so that he could remember who God is and to know and understand God's character, because there are so many times and situations that we go through. It's like, we forget who our creator is. We forget that he's already, he knows what's going to happen before, you know, he even formed us. So I think in, in the situation with Abraham, he had to have really pressed in and not allow doubt to set in, not allow all the other things that could have crept in to creep in because he just kept his mind stayed on who God is and what God said he's going to do. And the fact that God provided and will provide a helper. He knew that. I'm sorry. Let you get it together. No, that was, that was, that was powerful. And it's true. And I wonder how many of us, if God would have gave us that commandment to sacrifice our child, we would have done it. I can tell you right now, uh, I could promise you, I wouldn't have done it. And I wouldn't have seen a glimpse into the future. God, I hear you, Holy Spirit. Boy, you are, you are dropping stuff. What God is trying to get us to do is to worship him from a position of knowing who we are. You know, the Bible says in the Old Testament that I come to do a new thing. You will find, I'll make a way out of no way in rivers in the desert. Well, that new thing, like we, we get all spiritual, but if we keep it in context of what was going on, the children of Israel were complaining so much. 
and they serve God based on their need. God, we need this. And then when they didn't have it, they was wood to God, wood to God, wood to God. And God said, I'm tired of hearing the complaining and serving, serving you guys, serving me based upon your need. Have you forgotten that I've made you just a little lower than me, myself? Have you forgotten that I've given you dominion over the earth? And that you were made in the same likeness and image as me? So from now on, I'm not going to, res to respond to complaining. I'm going to respond to you having faith. And the only way your faith can come is by hearing my word. God, you said. And that's why he came back and said later on, put me in remembrance of my word. Not put me in remembrance of your problem. Oh, my God. Put me in remembrance of my word. So what God is trying to do is he's trying to get us to worship him from the position of who we really are in him. Not worship him from a position of want, lack, and need. And a, the, the body of Christ has been built for years off of, if you don't have it together, if you're lacking, come to us. And we're full of, a, we have created a whole organization based upon sorrows and depression. Now, I'm not saying you can't be hurt in the body of Christ. It happens. We're here for that too. But we're here to come in, get our healing, and then get back to where we're supposed to be. What happens is we start to worship him, not in spirit and in truth, but we begin to worship him in doubt and unbelief. We worship him because I'm in lack. We worship him because I'm in need. We worship him because I have anxiety. We worship him from those standpoints. And then we get mad when he doesn't answer. But we can't get mad because he has told us that is not his character. He is not going to respond to need. He responds to faith. Without faith, uh, Hebrews 11, without faith, it is impossible to please God. And faith only comes by hearing his spoken word, which means if he, God is only going to respond by my faith, that means I need to learn how to hear his spoken word. And when I hear his spoken word, it changes my prayer. I had a meeting on Wednesday night with a beautiful couple and it, I was reminded of that before they left. We're not praying a prayer of God. Will you? We're praying a prayer of God. I receive. Oh my God, this is so it's so deep, but it's so simple. We're not praying a prayer of God. Will you do this for me? We're praying a prayer of God. I receive it because you already have it for me. Jesus, I had about Shoko Yabate. And the body of Christ has been built on. I mean, our foundation is praying our needs. Even though Ephesians 3:19 says, I will supply all of your needs according to my riches and glory by Christ Jesus. But we don't understand that. Like we say it, we, we quote it, 
but we have not said it and we have not let it set in our heart to understand it. And the truth of the matter is, God had Paul put that verse in there so that we would stop praying for our needs and start listening to his voice and allow him to tell us what we need and how we need to pray so that what we're believing for can come to pass. So what are you saying? Let me give you an example. I want to break it down because I like to make it very, very uh, elementary so we all can leave with a great understanding. I have a bill that needs to be paid, right? You have a bill that needs to be paid. And typically what happens is when we pray, we go to God and we say, God, you see this bill. I need this bill to be paid, Father. I need you to come through for me. And what happens is God doesn't respond to that because you're praying from a need. Instead, the prayer should be, God, would you have me pray today? Even though you know there's a need, in, in your mind, you know there's a need. The prayer should be, God, I thank you that you have taken care of all of my needs according to your riches and glory, not mine. And you own everything. My Bible says you own a cattle, a cattle on a thousand hills. You sit high, you look low. The earth is your footstool. Dog. <laughs> so instead of me coming, God, you see this bill. Oh God, I need I need you to come through. You see how my business is doing? I ain't making no money, God. I ain't making no money. My prayer would be, God, I thank you for the customers. I was I started saying something before uh, Nate said that your mic wasn't working. I was been studying the original Aramaic Bible and 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 just reading it online. And there's a verse on it that says, ask and you shall receive or it shall be given unto you. But in the original Aramaic Bible, it says, ask and live as if you already have it. Live in the fullness of what you're asking for and you shall receive. <laughs> Live in what you're already asking for. Surround yourself by what you are already asking for. So the reason why we aren't receiving, and I hate it that is, I hate that King James decided not to put that piece in there. Because they did, they or maybe something happened and they, they just didn't understand it at the same at the time. Because this is the King James Version. King, a king, there was a king named James who had the Bible subscribed or, or written into English so where we can understand it. Queen's English. And maybe sometimes they couldn't understand. They've made mistakes in here. There's mistakes, there's punctuation mistakes in the Bible. We all know that. But at that one part for me, like why wasn't that in there? How did he miss that? Like, what's going on? Ask as if you are surrounded by what you're asking for. Now, think about that for a moment. I'm going to close here. I, I, again, I'm, I'm firing you. Now, see, God shut me up. I said, when you pray, I don't preach. I'm preaching what I'm supposed to pray. Now, I pray I'm not preaching what I'm supposed to preach, but I'm preaching what I'm supposed to preach. 
So here's God saying, when you ask, here's the cheat code. When you ask, surround yourself with what you're asking for. Which means when I'm surrounding myself, stop writing. Oh, you're taking notes. I'm sorry. Keep writing. When I surround myself with what I need, as I've, I'm, what, what, what I'm asking for, that means I can't, I, I can't ask with a sad attitude. Because I'm, as I'm asking, I'm imagining myself in what I'm asking for. So I can't ask out of doubt. I can't ask out of unbelief. I can't ask out of hurt. I can't ask out of pain because I'm surrounding myself with what I'm asking for. So if I'm asking for clients, then I, what I'm asking uh, in my mente, in my psyche, I'm surrounding myself with clients. And I'm thanking God now for the clients. See, the reason why we're not receiving what we ask for is because we're surrounding ourselves with the problem. It's so simple. God is trying to get us out of asking out of a need and asking because you know who you are. You know whose image you made in. I know I've said it, but I got to keep saying it again because for some reason, the church for years have been deceived by this. And we're asking based upon what we need. I've been asking based upon a building. We need a building. I want a building. I need a building. We need a building for this church. And after reading this this week, I realized that, look here, I just can't ask that we need a building out of a need. I'm asking from the standpoint of I'm already in the building. God, I thank you for the color paint. I thank you for the chairs. I thank you for the equipment. And I see myself while I'm asking in that position already. Am I making sense? Can somebody in the chat say amen if, it's, if you're getting it? Exactly. Writing. Yeah. You call me I'm sorry. I didn't mean to call you out. I didn't mean to call you out. I call you in now. <laughs> All those things that are not as though they were. John 10, 10, right? Let's go there. Let's go there. We've been in John all day. John 10, 10. Y'all, this is so much revelation, y'all. I hope y'all are getting something out of this, praise God. I hope you are really getting something out of this. John 10, 10. It says here that the thief cometh but to kill, steal, and destroy. I have come. Listen to this. I have come that you might have life, underline that word life, and that that life might have it to the full and be more abundantly. Listen to it in the Amplified. The thief comes in order to steal, kill, and destroy. I came that they might have and enjoy life and have it in abundance to the full till it overflows. That word life I had you to underline, in the Greek it sends you all the way back to the word Eve. So it says when I when I when I get it when I go back to the word Eve, which is a, a Hebrew word, Eve means the ability to birth. So when I read this verse, the thief cometh not but to steal, kill, and destroy, but I have come that you might have the ability to birth, and that you might have that ability in abundance. Oh my God. Let me read it one more time because somebody missed it. The thief cometh not but to steal, kill, and destroy. But I have come that you might have the ability to birth 
and that you might have that ability in abundance. Hallelujah. I'm going slowly. I'm going. I see you, Andre. He says, I'll read it one more time. I come that you might have the ability to birth and birth in abundance. Now, when we look at that and we take it for what it is, and I go and I try to compare it in my mentee, I have never seen a woman who is pregnant go through her pregnancy stage depressed. Oh, my God. Let me go slow because Andre asked me to go slow. I have never seen a woman who was going through their pregnancy stage depressed. I've never seen a woman go through their pregnancy stage lacking, full of anxiety, worried, stressed out. Instead, every night, what I see is a lady sitting back and they talk to the baby. You know, mommy loves you. They rub the baby. Mommy's going, oh, I haven't met you yet, but I love you so much. I'm going to always be here with you. <laughs> oh, my God. This is so good, y'all. This is so good. I'm getting deliverance. I'm sitting here getting deliverance for myself. Y'all don't even understand. I'm going to always be here. And then daddy comes in and daddy kiss on the stomach. <laughs> And they sing to it. They sing to the baby, twinkle, twinkle, little star. And they they laugh with the baby. Oh, it's kicking. Watch this. The mother might go through throwing up symptoms and all that stuff, but she never takes it out on the baby. She might have morning sickness, but she never takes it out on the baby. She easily goes through the pain because she understands she's birthing something. Watch this. She doesn't even focus on the pain because what's on the inside of her is more important. So, yeah, she'll go through the throwing up just to make sure the baby is good. Oh, I'm teaching real good. Oh, I'm teaching real good. Hallelujah. And the Bible says, when I ask, I ask from a place of being already in it or being surrounded with it what I'm asking for. I'm being surrounded by love. Why? Because when I come to birth, when I birth, you got to read them to me. If somebody's asking to come, just read it to me. When I come to birth, I'm birthing out of the love for this baby. I go through what I go through as a mother. Have you ever known when a mother, when a woman gives a natural birth, she's crying, she's screaming, ah, get this thing out of me. And as soon as it comes out, the tears turn into joy and smiles and laughter. Oh my God, you're so beautiful. Why? Because she birthed from a place of love. And the same way it is in the natural, it is in the spirit. And God says, I come Jesus said, I have come that you might have the ability to birth and to birth in abundance. And the reason why you guys aren't seen or we're not seen, I'm going I'm to I'm add myself into that because I'm getting revelation sitting here too. God is ministering to me sitting here too. The reason why we are, we're not seeing what we're supposed to see is because when we get impregnated with something, we focus more on the pain when we focus on the birth. 
and what we're carrying. And what happens is we start to spew all these negative things out of our mouth. Uh, we give up. I just can't do this no more. And what we do is we commit a spiritual abortion. And the year goes by and nothing has changed. And then we get, we, we run into a pastor that invigorates us again and we get excited and it doesn't happen the way we want it to happen. And God impregnates us again with what he wants us to do. A business, a job, a, 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 a witty invention, an idea. And because it's not happening or I don't have the finances, I'll just be real, I'll, I'll, I'll spit my life. Because I don't have the finances to do what I really want to do. I start to speak doubt and unbelief. And I create a spiritual abortion. And there's a bunch of Christians going around here. Not taking advantage of the spirit of truth. That comes through loving God and keeping his commandments. Holy Spirit gets excited about that and says, let me show you something. He even gives you a glimpse to keep you going through the morning sickness, to keep you going through the lack of funds, to keep you going through the, the lack of customers, the lack of people paying you, to keep you going through all that foolishness. Because what you're carrying is so powerful. And if you can just birth it, it's been painful. But when you just birth it, you'll see the, the smile begin to come again. Oh, I'm preaching good. Golly. Hallelujah. Oh, Baba, Shekhe Baba. The smile will come if you will, if you could just make it through your trimester. Just make it through it and give birth. Stop affording the birth. Christians, because we are asking from our needs and asking from our unbelief and our doubt and our hurt, and our pain, our anxiety. We are bored to give. That's why God says throw it. I said this last week. God says, throw your cares at me. Let me handle that part. God, you see it. I'm just going to stay in the moment of surrounding myself with the feeling of I'm already living in what I'm, I'm asking for. And God says, that's how you come to me and you ask me for stuff. Don't ask me for these little things because I already obligated myself to you to supply your need. And when you ask, don't ask out of doubt. Don't ask out of complaining like the children of Israel did. Why? Because I've done a new thing. I've made a way out of no way and I've given you rivers in the middle of the desert. I'm giving you streams in the middle of the desert. But how you ask is important. How you ask is important when you ask. Ask from the spirit of truth, which teaches you and showeth you all things and things to come. It should get to a point where you say, Pastor Josh, I don't even need you. I come to service, praise God, just to be a part of the congregation. But I'm so in tune with Holy Spirit. That he is now showing me things. I don't need your prophetic eye, Joshua. Because Holy Spirit is now showing me things. Why? Because I'm listening to God's voice. And as I'm getting this true worship up to him, by doing what he tells me to do, he shows me things. And those things that he shows me, that's what I pray. 
I don't pray what I see. I pray what God shows me. I don't know about you, but my prayer life is changing today. I'm no longer praying what I see. I'm praying what God shows me. That's why he said, the just shall walk by faith and not by sight. It's all starting to make sense. It's all coming together. And I see now this spear, this spear, the spear of truth is circular. It's round. It's all working together because this is true. It's all touching. And until I understand that, I find myself just asking and asking and asking and asking and asking and asking and asking. From a doubt. But from now on, this church, we're going to ask from what God has showed us because what he showed us is the truth, not what I'm living. I don't care if you're struggling out there right now. You're struggling to meet your payments. You're struggling to meet your bills. Listen, I dare you. Let's put this word to the test. I'm going to do it myself too. Let's put this Bible to the test. Let's see if God's word actually works. If you're struggling, pay bills or whatever money was, whatever, I want you to sow a seed. But sow that seed upon what God has showed you, not upon your situation today. Maybe, and it's not, not necessarily have to be money. Maybe the seed is you need to take somebody to lunch. Maybe you need to go buy some food for a homeless guy. Maybe you need to go and help somebody else in their business and, their, and, and with their vision. Sow a seed. Starting today, sow a seed. And let's see if this circle of truth, this spear of truth is real. And while you're sowing that seed, just thank God for what he showed you. Because I know and I am learning as I study this thing out that I am no longer asking out of doubt, but I'm asking being surrounded by what I'm asking for. So if I want to go growth, I'm surrounding myself with growth. And then I ask. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Keep your baby. I, I see you, Felisa. Keep your baby. Let's stop aborting our baby. You're right, Anja. The new age people, this is how they live. And I told you, none of these religions, I told you this before, none of these religions have started from their own. They all have taken the Bible and they found something out of it and then they started their religion. Meditation, I told you guys about meditation, how the world has manipulated that. And now something that God told us to do through, he told Joshua, meditate this day and night. We just want to say meditate is just to say out loud, but meditation is an altered state of consciousness. 
But now, even though God tells us the first time we hear meditation is in the Bible, we, the church, have said we're not going to meditate no more because that's the devil stuff. No, we're just giving our stuff away, and we're wondering why the world is prospering. They're prospering, prospering off of principles. God has made principles, and no matter if you're saved or unsaved, the principle has to work. One principle, seed, time, harvest. No matter what I plant, if I plant something in the ground, I give it time, at some point it's going to give me a harvest. Whether it's a mango tree, whether it's a watermelon tree, a, 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 a pepper tree, it does not matter. If I plant it, give it time, it's going to give me a harvest. It's a principle. I don't have to be saved to work a principle. It's just a principle. The, the, the benefit of being saved is now God can do stuff extra and go over and abundantly uh, over and abound and give more abundance to that principle because we are now in relationship with him. But a principle is a principle. And here's the principle. Stop aborting your babies. And ask God to help you give birth and birth in abundance and birth out of what he showed you what you're supposed to be and not out of what your situation is telling you you are. In Jesus' name. You want to add something? Hallelujah. Glory. It, it was real good. We'll we'll try to get get on get back to this next week. I, I just thank God for showing us what he is showing us. Because God, you guys, this is straight. This is manna. This is what I call manna. This is manna straight from the, the, the throne of God where he drops messages like this. And when I and when he does it like this, I love it because it's a sign that number one, he's in it. He's in it. And number two, he wants you to prosper. I told you guys, it is something special about this group right here. It's something special about this group, this foundation. I ain't just talking about the church. Forget the church. Forget launch. About you all, the people on this live. There is something special that God is doing. And he's starting to give me glimpses into it. He, he started with a dream a couple Thursdays ago. And we talked about it with some friends on Wednesday, uh, Tuesday it was. We talked about it with some friends on Tuesday. And I'm, I'm starting to get glimpses of what he would have us to do in this city. So I love when he does this because that means God himself is training us. Because I'm, I'm teaching it to you, but trust and believe I'm learning at the same time. This is nothing that I studied and prepared for. God, this is what I studied and prepared for over here. You didn't see me look, look at this one time. I studied for this, but God has given me this. Why? Because he's, he's making his moves and he's putting things in order to bring change to this region, not just this city, but this region. And it has a lot to do with the people on this line. And I mean that. And if you're not in this city, he's, he's got you on this so that you can learn so you can take it to your city. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to God. This is so good. Thank you, Lord. Can y'all just lift your hands and just thank God for his manner? Thank you, Lord. We will be a people that will do what you say. In Jesus' name. We'll be a people, Lord God, that will always pray surrounding ourselves with the abundance already. We won't pray out of lack. We won't pray out of need. We won't pray out of worry, out of stress, out of anxiety. But we'll pray out of faith 
knowing that we have heard your voice, we have heard what you have told us to do, and that we're doing it. And because we are doing that, you are going to send the comforter to us, who is the spirit of truth. And you will lead that spirit of truth will lead and guide us and show us and teach us all things. And show us how to birth and birth in abundance. In Jesus name. I thank you for every soul on this lifeline, Lord God, on this church, this whatever this thing is called Zoom. I thank you for every soul that is attached to us, Lord God. I pray the blessing of the Lord. I surround myself with blessing right now. I see myself blessed so that now I can pray the blessing of the Lord upon them. I pray, Lord God, that you will hit every single household that is on this line right now. Whatever they have, are looking for, Lord God, whatever you have for them, Father, I pray out of the blessing that I have surrounded myself with right now in my, my, in my mental, Lord God, the, the, the blessing that I feel on my life right now, I pray from that and I declare that each household Lord, will be hit with something special this week. I decree it and declare, whether it be money, whether it be a restored relationship, whether it be somebody shows up out of the blue and blesses them, whether it be a promotion, whatever it is, Lord God, I declare and decree right now that out of the blessing that I have surrounded myself with, I'm asking you to hit these households in Jesus' name. Show that your word is true. Hallelujah. And we purpose and always purpose to give you all glory, all honor, and all praise in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Amen. And amen. Glory to God. If you guys want this message, send, send us your emails because I think this is something that you need to watch again. I'm going to personally watch it myself and take notes because I believe this is something so good. This was so, so good. Hallelujah. I see a hand is raised. Does it say one hand is raised? I don't normally do this, but I see. That might be a mistake. Okay. Okay. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I don't know. Hallelujah. But glory to God. Glory to God. You guys, this is something special. This is something extremely special. And I'm extremely excited. Glory to God. All right. Praise God. If y'all want this message, let me know. I will send it to you guys, email it to you all in Jesus' name. Oh, where, where am I at? Okay, amen. Yeah, offering. For those who would like to give, I'm messed up right now, y'all. I am understanding this thing. It is making sense to me. It is making sense to me. It is making really good sense to me. And I'm going to apply what I learned. I hope you all do the same thing. And I want to hear the blessings this week. Whatever something, whatever something special happens, call me, text me, let me know. What has happened in Jesus' name? Glory to God. Hallelujah. For those who are given, praise God. For those, uh, for those, man, y'all, I'm messed up. For those who are given, um, what, what do we give at? Thank you. Text, thank you. Text, the, <laughs> I'm messed up, y'all. I'm on a high right now. Text the word launch uh, to 188. 364 give 188364 give which is what 4483 so 1-800-364-4483 I'm sorry go ahead hallelujah I done messed it all up 
1888 364. Yeah. 64. Yeah. There you go. I'm not going to say it no more. Or you could go right to our website at Launch Church Jacks. Hallelujah. You can give right there. Just hit the tab, give, and it'll be more than we'll be more than happy to uh take your gift. This is a good ground to sow in. Y'all, I am I am tremendous. I was blessed today. I'm encouraged. I am getting out of doubt. I am getting out of unbelief. I am getting out of praying just because making drastic moves just because, oh my gosh, and just start receiving. Asking from the abundance of, of me having it already. Hallelujah. You know, that means I just can't go to God so quickly in prayer. You know what I'm saying? We just, we so, we so quick to run to prayer. God, I think it means before, before I can even ask, I got to get myself in the right spirit first. I got to take time to get myself, to consecrate myself and get myself, get all the emotions out of, of ne- all the negative emotions out so that I can jump into the positive emotions so I can feel whatever I'm asking for. If it's a new house, I'm surrounding myself with new house. If it's a new car, I'm surrounding myself with new car. And then I ask. Not asking out of it. If it's a, a business, I'm surrounding myself at entrepreneurship. If it's customers, I'm surrounding myself paying customers. I'm surrounding myself with paying customers through faith. And then once I get there mentally, and the doubt and unbelief is gone. That's why Jesus said in Mark 11, I'm sorry, y'all. Y'all prepare y'all offering. <laughs> in Mark 11, that's why he said, if you if you tell this mountain to move and don't doubt in your heart, it'll move. I don't have to climb up on the mountain. But the issue is, how do I not doubt in my heart? I not I don't doubt in my heart because I've taken the necessary time to get everything in place in my heart so that when it's time for me to speak to the mountain, it has no choice but to move because I've alleviated any empty space where doubt can live. So I'm not going to be just praying now. We're so quick. I know you say be quick to prayer. And, and, and yeah, in certain things I will be quick. But when it comes down to asking for things, I'm not going to be so quick to run to it because I got to take time to get doubt out of my heart. Mm. Right. Hallelujah. Amen. You want to pray over the offering? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes. Okay. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You want to pray over the offer? Amen. Thank you for those that are sowing into launch, Lord God. I ask, oh God, that you bless them, oh God, that you rain down blessings upon them, oh God. Shower them, oh God, in every area of their life, oh God. Increase them even the more. In Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, we love you guys. Hallelujah. I'm, I'm literally drunk for real over here. We love y'all. Oh man, I, I'm I'm be praying this week for every last one of you guys. I mean, I pray anyway, but even the more. I, I'm looking forward to hearing the blessings coming back. Praise God. I saw a, a, a device on there that I did not see. If this was your first time, uh, praise God with Launch Church. Uh I, I see whoever Samsung is. Uh praise God. Welcome. Hallelujah. Uh so happy that you're here. These doors are always open. We're here every Sunday. Uh, right here online until God gives us this mega building that he's given us. And I can see it already. And I just thank God for it. Amen. In advance.
I thank it all already in advance. And for the people he's sending, look at all these people, hallelujah, that he's sending to, to praise God, to, to help drive the ministry forward. Look at the impact that these people are having on the city. Hallelujah. I can see it. I see it. I see it. Hallelujah. Glory to God. We love y'all. We'll see y'all next Sunday. Y'all be blessed. And uh, hallelujah. If you want, if you want this message, let me know. I'm gonna, I'm probably gonna be we, we watch it today in Jesus' name. Be blessed. We out of here. Love y'all. Hallelujah. Thank you for joining us. Please like our podcast and leave us a five-star review. God bless and have an amazing week.